Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is December 6th. Today we're going to continue in the Articles of Faith and we're going to talk a little bit about Article of Faith number two. But before we jump into that, yesterday we talked about Article of Faith number one and how having a proper faith in God and that he exists and his correct attributes and that our lives are on the correct path that he would have us be on. Those three things are vital to having faith in God. But we didn't talk much about Jesus Christ. We'll cover that a little bit more when we talk about Article of Faith number three. But also I wanted to direct you to the talk that President Iron gave on Jesus Christ last night at the Christmas devotional. It was absolutely incredible and so comprehensive about Jesus Christ and really, really worth the time in listening. So let's go on to article of faith number two today. It says, we believe that men will be punished for their own sins and not for Adam's transgression. Now, this is such an interesting article of faith because it stands in stark contrast to what the rest of Christianity believes. The idea of an original sin that comes to every single person because Adam partook of the fruit is a very common belief among Christian faiths. But we do not believe that. We do not believe in an original sin. We don't believe that we carry part of that sin because Adam chose to partake of the fruit. Now, I do think it's really important that we talk about the two different words, sin and transgression, because you guys know I am a giant word nerd. And when I see two words that seem really similar next to each other, I like to dive into them and figure out what the differences are and why two separate words were used. So it says that men will be punished for their own sins and not for Adam's transgressions. But what's the difference between a sin and a transgression? Elder Oaks talks about sins and he explains that a sin is something that is inherently morally wrong. Whether it's explained to us or not, whether it's specifically stated as a commandment or a rule or not, sin is sin, right? But what then is a transgression? Take a look at the word itself. Trans means to cross over and gress means to step. So to transgress literally means to step across. So a transgression isn't something that is necessarily morally inherently wrong or evil or bad, but it's something that there's been a line in the sand drawn, a specific rule given, and a person is choosing to step across that line in the sand, specifically choosing to break that specific rule. Now, I think it's really important that we understand that sometimes the scriptures use two words synonymously when they aren't necessarily synonymous. Sometimes we have words that we use as umbrella terms when really there are more specific terms that should or could be used. For example, the word salvation in the scriptures sometimes refers to the universal raising from the dead, the universal salvation when it says all men are saved. That is universal, but sometimes they use salvation when really what the proper term would be would be exaltation. It's that eternal life. So sometimes in the scriptures, we have to discern, okay, is this scripture using this in more of a generic sense or more in a specific sense? And the scriptures do that with the words sin and transgression as well. There is a certain amount of umbrella term here because all sins are transgressions. When we sin, when we do something inherently wrong, we are crossing over this line in the sand. 
But not all transgressions are necessarily sins. Not all steps over that line are doing something that is inherently or morally wrong. It might just be doing something that is breaking a rule that was set up for us to keep us safe. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Because when Adam and Eve chose to eat the fruit, they weren't doing anything that was inherently morally wrong. Rather, God had made a line in the sand and he had set a rule and he said, okay, I don't want you to do this. When they chose to partake of the fruit, that wasn't a sin. There was nothing inherently morally wrong or bad about that. So I think that that's important to understand the difference between those two terms. But something else that I absolutely love here about this verse is it says that we believe that men will be punished for their own sins and not for Adam's transgressions, meaning we are not going to be punished for Adam and Eve partaking of the fruit. Now, I think that that's really interesting because in Moses chapter four, when Adam and Eve partake of the fruit and they experience their fall, the Lord tells them, cursed shall be the ground for thy sake. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. By the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat thy bread, until thou shalt return to the ground, for thou shalt surely die. Now that sounds like a punishment, right? And that's something that we still experience today. Thorns and weeds take over if we are not careful. My backyard is a testimony of that. It takes work to till and to harvest. It takes work to create something. We still have a mortal expiration date, right? We are still all going to die. But I think the important thing to understand and to recognize is that none of those things were quote unquote punishments for Adam and Eve's choices. Rather, they were the natural consequences when Adam and Eve stepped over that line. All of a sudden, they couldn't be in this perfect paradise anymore. God wasn't angry and saying, get out, you have to be punished forever and have all these weeds and thistles and briars. No, he's saying, oh, darn, you made this choice. You can't be here anymore. So the natural consequences of things is that you are going to be in this mortal and in this fallen world where you're going to have to work to till the ground and that weeds and briars are going to come up naturally. And by the sweat of your face, you're going to eat your bread and eventually you are going to die. And those are things that we experience to this day. But the important thing to understand is that those things are not a punishment from God because we are not punished for Adam's sins. Rather, those things are our admission ticket for a mortal experience. The difficulties, the hardship, the work, the trials, the pain and the sin and the guilt, all of those things are part of this mortal experience. And even though it's hard to believe sometimes, when we heard about this mortal experience, we jumped for joy. We wanted to experience it all the hardships, the trials, the pains, and even death. We wanted this mortal body and we wanted this mortal experience. And the pains and the difficulties are just something that comes with it. God is not a vengeful God. He is not holding on to a grudge from Adam and Eve thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. Rather, the natural consequences happened and we now experience a mortal experience with a mortal admission ticket. And the hard things are part of it. Because the purpose of this life is to change us and to help us to become more like him. 
And God is far more interested in our progress and in our change than he is in our comfort. Elder Cook once said, Adversity should not be viewed as either disfavor from the Lord or withdrawal of his spirit. Opposition in all things is part of the refiner's fire to prepare us for an eternal celestial destiny. When I was serving my mission, my first four and a half months were extremely difficult. I had a really, really hard, hard second companion, and we were together for three months, and it was just tough. And I remember one day just praying at my desk. And as part of that prayer, I said, Heavenly Father, why does this have to be so hard? Now, this is how I know that Heavenly Father speaks to us in our own languages and in ways that we can understand, because he answered me with a movie quote. (laughs) One of my favorite movies is A League of Their Own. And as part of that, the lead says the same thing. She says, it just got too hard. And the coach looks at her and he said, it's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. My friends, this mortal experience is great. It is hard and it can be hard, but that hard is just part of the admission ticket to the great. It's a step on our journey to the celestial. And it's my testimony that if we can turn to the savior in the hard, he can strengthen us to endure. He can change our hearts and he can make us more. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.